everyone. Welcome back to the H&H Hour. My name is Heather, and this is my sister Heidi. Hey guys, welcome. We're so glad to have you with us today. Today's episode is called H&H Chats, and this is where we just have a conversation, just Heidi and myself. Right. And we talk about ordinary things in life yeah. that we think can be extraordinary. Yeah. And we focus on the fact that little things can be big things and actually are the biggest things, the most important things, and we want to highlight those things. Mm-hmm. So if you're new to the H&H Hour, thank you for joining us. And we are sisters. We are. We're moms. Yes. We're wives. Yeah. We are leaders. Mm-hmm. We are homeschool moms. Um, we wear many hats, don't we, Hyde? We do. Yeah. It just depends on which hat we're wearing in which moment of which day. Sometimes they're just stacked on top of each other. I was other. just going to say, sometimes <laughs> the hats are starting to pile up very high. Yeah. <laughs> like today is one of those days. I feel it like is. I've been sort of running around in circles trying to keep all of the hats on. I, I agree. But it's st- it's been fun. Yeah. It's, it's still fun. It's it- always... I would rather be running towards what I believe God has for me yes. than sitting stagnant. Yes. I cannot stand being bored. It's no. one of, in fact, my husband makes fun of me because when we go to movies, which I don't even remember the last time we went to a movie. I mean, it doesn't happen very often. Unless it's a kid but, movie, right? Right. Um, but when we were newly married before we had children, we did actually go to movies quite frequently. Sure. And we would get there early and I hated it. Because we would sit, we would just sit there and wait, and you'd watch like the scrolling advertisements, and I could not handle it. And my husband would say, you're so impatient. Well, we were sort of wired to be productive. That's true. So um, that was something mom always said, like, hey, let's be productive. Yes. And it was often in a fun way, right. but that's probably where that comes from, Probably wanting to do something productive. Yeah, but now I think if I went and sat in a movie theater for 15 minutes and had nothing to do, I would be like, hallelujah. <laughs> Everyone's quiet. It's dark. <laughs> I can take a little power nap. Oh, Ooh, speaking of power naps, can we talk about power naps for Let's a second? Let's do that. I feel like they're a gift from God. Okay. So, you know, in some countries that they actually take naps every single day? Actually, Heather, I think that there are some corporations here in America who encourage their workers to go into these little pods like, for 20, 30 minutes during the afternoon. And take a nap? Take a nap. Um, mom corporation, that does not happen very often. I think it's brilliant though. I know. I mean, the, the days that I do get the chance, yeah. I'll be honest, they're, they're very rare yeah. because our, my kids kind of flip flop naps. We have mm-hmm. one that's still taking two naps a day right. and one that's taking one nap a day and they kind of butt mm-hmm. up to each other back to back to back. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not often that I have everyone mm-hmm. quiet and down, right. but when I do, the difference I feel they're awesome. from a 20 minute or even a 30 minute just I lay know. down, power nap, rest is incredible. I know. And I used to feel guilty about it. When my babies were, when my kids were babies, I didn't because mm-hmm. we'd all just go nap and I'd sure. turn my phone off and we'd just like shut the world down yeah. and it was awesome. Um, but now that they're older and they don't take naps, I have felt really guilty about it. And just a few weeks ago, I realized how much I needed it. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel guilty about it anymore. Yeah. I set my alarm mm-hmm. for 30 minutes because it takes me a little while to shut my brain down and, and fall asleep. But then I wake up and I feel so much better. So It gives you a second wind. It revived you. And yeah. I feel more energized for mm-hmm. then my husband to come home yeah. at night and have great conversation. And right. maybe you know f- wrap up projects that are still hanging out undone from I the know. weekend. So, and random conversation 
about naps, but... Well, but that's kind of what chats are about, is wherever the conversation goes... We just go with it. We follow. We, we go. go with it. So I'm actually really excited about what we've written down to talk about, because yeah. we don't really plan out too much what we're going to say on these episodes, because that's just how we roll. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did kind of have an overall topic that we wanted to talk about, and it's this whole idea of hosting mm-hmm. and having people in your home. And I know that's something that you and I are both very passionate about. Mm-hmm. It's something we've both done, um, but growing up, we yes. did it. Um, our mom was so great about welcoming people into our home and, and our dad. And, um, there, you know, I can think back to when we were in high school, particularly, and our mom had a home-based business right? and we would host these women as they would come Mm -hmm. every month, um, sometimes a couple times a month. And, and we would, we would just love them and serve them and help them and, uh, mom did such a great job at this she, of noticing people. Yes. Like she really did such a good job of when people came in, knowing who they were and knowing their stories. And um, I think she really is the one who put that passion in us right. for bringing people into our home and and for it being important. And so we want to talk about that a little bit yeah. because not everyone recognizes that it's important. I don't think people even recognize that it's biblical. Right. And, and it is so the, biblical. Yeah, the Bible sets a precedent for it. Um, and so I wanted to just start off by sharing this from the book of Acts. Okay. So if you're not familiar with the book of Acts, it's the story of the church, mm-hmm. how the church began way back after Jesus had been killed on the cross mm-hmm. and given his life for all of humanity. Mm-hmm. And then there's this group of disciples, this group of apostles who start preaching the gospel. After he was raised back to life. Yes, yes. After he was, yes. He went up to heaven. He left his, he left his disciples here. He's in a helper. Right. So all of this amazing stuff happens. And then all of these people start to realize that they have something in common. Mm -hmm. They have Jesus in common. Right. Okay. And so we're picking up where the title of this particular part of Acts is the believers form a community, hmm. which I love that. Like yep. community was, is a big thing now. Yep. Um, and community was a big thing back then. And so it says all the believers, this is in Acts 2, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals hmm. and to prayer. And then skipping down a little bit, it says, they worshiped together in the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals, listen to this, with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all of the people. And so I looked up that word goodwill. Okay. Okay, and this is what, it's, this is what it means. Goodwill means friendly, hmm. compassion, goodness, Hmm. kindness, consideration. Wow. And so here we have this group of new followers of Jesus Mm -hmm. coming together, enjoying one another, sitting down with each other, sharing everything that they have, Mm -hmm. going in each other's homes. And I just think what a great picture for us to emulate. Yes. And are we doing that? Are a few of us doing that? Are many doing that? Mm -hmm. And when I think about the table, I think about it as this great equalizer. Yes. Like when everyone sits down at the table, right? Mm-hmm. You're all on the same level. Yep. You sit across from each other and you look in each other's eyes. Mm-hmm. You share conversation. You share food. Um, and it's such a great place to begin to develop friendships and to recognize and see people. Yes. And Jesus called us 
here to be a light and to love and to encourage one another and love God, love people. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, Heidi, we can love people fully, Mm -hmm. fully, 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 unless we're bringing them into our home and saying, come be in the most intimate part of my life. Right. Come sit at my table. Come let me serve you. Right. Come let me listen. Um, And so that was a really long-winded intro to what we're talking about. Um, But... I know you have a lot of thoughts on this too, because you do this so well. Well, thanks. And I I would echo you. You're right. We learned this from mom. We also learned this from grandma, Mm -hmm. her mom. Yep. Grandma is one of the most prepared women. Mm -hmm. In fact, our little brother, Stephen, just surprised her recently and popped in to see her unexpectedly, grandma. Yep. And he had just a few minutes before he was going to be traveling out to Texas and her first response upon, you know, hugging him and greeting him was, do you have time to stay for strawberry shortcake oh. and ice cream? And of course, Stephen said, absolutely. And so she went to her refrigerator and her freezer and pulled out the necessary Aww. already prepared ingredients. I love that. But that's just a clip of grandma and her hospitality and her willingness to love people and to pour into people. Yeah. And then mom was the same way, yeah. just always wanting to make someone feel special mm-hmm. when they were in her home. And you know, the thing I want to point about a mom, mm-hmm. Heather, is that, okay, so mom and dad raised seven children on a one income family. Yes. So there was not a lot of ec- excess. Yes. We never wanted, mm-hmm. but there was not a lot of, you know, excess. Mm-hmm. Um, but that didn't stop mom from hosting people in our home. Yeah. She didn't ever use it as an excuse Mm -hmm. to say like, well, I'm not going to have people in the house Mm -hmm. because, you know, it costs money to host and therefore I'm not going to do that. Now that I'm an adult Mm -hmm. and we have a family and we have our finances, I respect that so much Yes, because she could have certainly used that as a a way to say, I can't open my home. We can't afford it. Yeah. Um, But I also realized that she was willing to be simple about it. Yeah. And she didn't sweat it. Mm Mm-hmm. The house didn't have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, every bed didn't have to be perfectly made and the laundry all folded and put away. Well, let's just be honest. You and I might have worried about some of the perfectionism for a while. (laughs) We might have, but she didn't. She didn't. She didn't instill that in us. Right, right. And I do believe that that's part of why we are able now to open our homes very readily, very freely, because it doesn't have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be a show. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be a spread. If you just can open your door and give someone that face-to-face time, yeah. Hey, sometimes it's chips and salsa, right? And that's good enough, yeah. You know, depending on what the environment calls for. Yeah, remember the cookies out of the, um, like the cellophane. You know, you you'd open them up out of the tube, yeah, and then you'd slice, slice them. them. I remember we would do those because yeah. they were so inexpensive, and we could do them. You know, we could do a couple rolls of those and and have cookies for our guests. Well, and I love the idea of hosting, Heather, because you know what? Sliced up cookies Mm -hmm. can change someone's life. Yeah. Just by feeling noticed and feeling loved. Yes. So so I want to say, like, why host? Why do we open our homes and host? Mm. Um, And Heather, I love what Hebrews 13.2 says. Mm -hmm. It says, do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, Mm -hmm. even, Mm. for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. You know, so I think sometimes we do get hung up on only entertaining people that we're very close to. Yeah. You know, like we'll open our home to people that were friends. Our family and our, our family. best friends. Yep. yep. And then we kind of stop right. doing that. And I'll be honest, not even very many people do that. Right. Um, you know, I'm kind of thinking right now, 
over the invitations I've received yeah. recently. And um, Heather, most of them are from you mm-hmm. and from mom. Mm-hmm. We are hosted by mom and mm-hmm. we are hosted by you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we do most of the hosting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I just think that's a very interesting concept. And, you know, I do know that God calls certain people to be leaders. Right. But I also think that sometimes people do lean on those people that they know will give the invite. Yeah. And they drag their feet to yeah. then invite because they're waiting on someone else to do waiting it. Waiting on someone else to do it. Yeah. And the thing about waiting on someone else to do it is that it's such a blessing to get to be the one hosting. Yeah. And I, you know, Kip and I plan in our budget to be hospitable. Yeah. So we have a line item where this is our hosting budget so that we don't have to say things like, you know, we can't afford to host. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we plan mm-hmm. to be hospitable. We mm-hmm. plan to be generous. We plan to have the freedom to open our home, whether it's super simple, take and bake pizzas, Right. Or whether it's like, hey, we're going to do a full-on fun meal with, yeah. you know, fun appetizers and desserts, right. the whole nine yards. Um, but I just think don't get hung up on it being perfect. Because if you wait for it to be perfect, you will not do it. Right. And I just think that somehow in our busyness, in our culture, in all of the events that we have to attend and that we have to go to, that we participate in, whether it be church events, school events, sporting events, social events, we have lost mm-hmm. this whole idea of sitting down together, having families over, having people over in our home, and that being enough. Mm-hmm. Like, do we have to have this big party mm-hmm. or have it be Pinterest perfect theme right. and have matching chargers and, yeah. you know, so because of, and I'll be the first to admit that perfection, mm-hmm. perfectionism has kept me um, from doing this the way that I really could have done this. Mm-hmm. Early on, I would say, early on in my marriage and and in my early 20s, and I had to ask Jesus to heal me of that because right. there was no way that I could actually, one, afford mm-hmm. to have all of the Pinteresty perfect parties and dinners and people yeah. coming over. And... It, I wasn't sustainable. You know, I couldn't keep going at sure. this this perfection pace. Right. And so I think we've lost some of that in our culture, and I would just love to see people get back to that, just to, inviting families over and saying, let's just be together. That's enough. You know, have something that just hit me. You know, I think where that started, we have lost in this culture – the family dinner time. Yes. So we're yes. not hosting even our own immediate family, mm-hmm. our children, yes. our spouse That's at good. our dinner table. Yeah. We have neglected that. We have set that aside mm-hmm. and we've adopted this idea of like, hey, just eat on the couch and watch yep. TV or grab something and run. That's right. And everyone's out the door all the time. Mm-hmm. And we don't take that sacred time to sit and have dinner. Yep. I cannot tell you the number of people that will say to me things like, you know, it happens in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. When I happen to be in the grocery store buying my groceries instead of getting them delivered, yeah. um, you know, people will say things like, oh, you having a, fa- a party? I'm like, nope, just family dinners for the week. And almost every time, like, oh, you guys sit down for dinner? And it's unheard of yeah. in our society today. Yeah. So I think if we're getting back to that family-centered time of dinner around the table, right? conversation, how was your day, connecting our hearts, we're going to be more apt to then 
invite other people mm-hmm. around that same dinner table. Yep, that's so good. And put your phones away. Like put we have away. a rule at our at our house. We try to have family dinner every single night. Every now night. obviously there's you know every rule exceptions can, be, can have an exception. Yeah. So we do have those exceptions and go out to eat and have dinners with loved ones and things like that. But we have a rule at our dinner table that phones aren't allowed. They're yeah. not allowed at the table. Yeah. And, um, you know, it starts with Chris and myself. Sure. Like we're easily the one, our kids don't have phones yet, but right. if they see us modeling it, mm-hmm. if they see us with our phones at the table, that's, they're going to, they're going to do that when they do have phones or bring their their iPads or whatever it is to the table. And so we just straight up, we say no technology at the table and we talk. It's so fun. We look in each other's eyes and we ask questions and yeah. our little seven-year-old has uh, her thing is question of the day. Mm-hmm. And so every single day mm-hmm. she'll say, okay, question of the day. And she'll come up with some crazy question and then we all have to answer it. And <laughs> She's so awesome. You know, and if she forgets, then Benny reminds her, Jules, you forgot question of the day. And you're right. It does. It goes back to that family unit. And mm-hmm. are you investing in your family is the the schedule, the activities, are those more important or is the time spent with your family more important? Yeah. So good. I love this too. In um, going back to hosting people, First Peter 4, 9 says, show hospitality without complaint. Mm, How so good, good is that? Yeah. Like if you're going to do it, do it joyfully. Do it joyfully. Yeah. Don't complain about it. Yep. Don't grumble about it. Yeah. Um, and... I love that because mm-hmm. we tend to sometimes do things and then complain about them the whole time that we're doing it. Begrudging, yeah. Begrudgingly. Yeah. You know, you host a shower or you have someone for dinner and the whole time you're like, rah, 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 why, am I, why am I doing this? Yeah. Or, or you're complaining about who's coming or uh, complaining about the mess afterwards. Oh, that's something. Yeah. You know, I, I've i heard this before. Like, well, I don't want to have people over because then I, I have to clean before they come and I have to clean after they come. Yep. Who cares? Right. Like your family would probably make a big mess too. So right. just deal with it. Clean it's it not up. Kill you. It's not the end of the world. Like let's start showing that hospitality because it is so biblical. Like the Bible lays it out for us. It's yeah. very clear. Yeah. Um, and let's do it well. Yes. When people come in our doors, let's notice them. Mm-hmm. Let's let's not just notice them. Let's anticipate mm-hmm. who's coming and what their needs might be right. and how we can meet those needs. Because really, people just want to be noticed. Mm-hmm. They want to be thought about and loved and cared for. And that is why we are here. Absolutely. To be the love and the light of Jesus. And yep. you mentioned this a little bit ago, but I'm with you. Uh our family doesn't get invited over. Mm-hmm. Um, you invite us over. Mom does an amazing job of inviting us over. And we've had, you know, a few people, I would say a handful of people. Yeah. Like Sporadically. Maybe two or three yeah. over the last year mm-hmm. that have followed through and, and had us for dinner. Um, but it's not, it's a dying art. It is. And it's, I'm, we're bringing it back. Yeah. Well, and on the flip side of that, Heath, um, I know you wouldn't say this. I'm going to say it though for you. Um, you guys host you. I, I feel as if we should install a revolving door on your front door. Because <laughs> well, we do need to fix our handle because it is broken. <laughs> that does need fixed. But um, if you're here, just know you you pull up instead of down for the handle. <laughs> Gets me every time. Um, but you guys have someone in your home so so often, mm-hmm. and um, but I think that it is because you know you're called to love people, mm-hmm. and it gives you that open door to be Jesus to people. Yes. And you do it so well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I just want to commend you publicly. I think it's outstanding that that you're so good about it. And I did watch you go through that transformation of wanting everything to be just perfect mm-hmm. and learning to not sweat your menu, mm-hmm. learning that it didn't have to be perfect, mm-hmm. learning to scale back yeah. in order to for it to be sustainable. Right. Um, and you and you are a great cook. Heather, one thing that I have noticed a lot of women particularly mm-hmm. saying is, you know, I don't I don't host because I just don't like to cook. I don't like to cook for my own family. And mm-hmm. so I don't I don't host. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just wonder, it's okay. We all have strengths. Sure. We all have differences. Yeah. But here's the thing. Um, anyone can cook. Mm-hmm. If you can read, mm-hmm. you can cook. And it is such a great opportunity to show people that you love them. Yes. That you love them. Mm-hmm. Opening your home and preparing food for them, starting with your spouse. Yeah. You know, yeah. wives, get back to making meals for your yeah. husbands. Yeah. It is a great opportunity. You want your husband to talk to you, mm-hmm. make them a yummy meal, and sit across from them and talk yeah. to them. Yeah. What a great opportunity. Well, and I think too, um, you know, I know a lot of young women that are around me, they just they were never taught mm-hmm. how to cook. Yeah. Um, and so they do they do feel very much like, oh, this is something I don't I don't even know where to start. Mm-hmm. So find someone who does love to cook and go ask them, hey, would you help me make five meals? Yeah. Teach me how to make five easy meals. Because yep. honestly, you could get a lot of mileage out of five meals. Yeah. Like if we're just being really honest here, I probably have about eight meals mm-hmm. that I use all the time. Recycle and, over and over. <laughs> and yeah, we get bored of them, you know, yeah. and when I'm feeling really adventurous, I'll pull out a cookbook and I'll I'll get a little more creative. But we just we do them over and over and over yeah. and over again and you can get really really good at five or eight meals okay i'm gonna put you on the spot what are maybe two of okay. your go-to meals yeah well tacos i mean always we love tacos it doesn't have to be tuesday to have tacos baby um <laughs> so and all my whole family loves them yeah. and they make great leftovers okay so, but tell us about your tacos they're good oh okay so just well we use deer deer meat deer yeah, burger venison, venison love it we love that mm. thanks shout out to kit for <laughs> For all of his hunting, thank you. And so if I don't have that ground beef, obviously, I use my own seasonings. Yeah. I don't like the MSG store-bought stuff. So I, you, all you have to do is Google homemade taco seasoning. And, and it's it will right tell there. you exactly what to put in it. And it's so much healthier for you. Um, cheddar cheese, sour cream, a can of black beans, mm-hmm. cold, drained and dumped in a bowl. Yeah. Um, and then I make fresh pico de gallo or salsa. Um, and it's, it, yes, it is so good. It's just tomatoes and cilantro and red onion. And sometimes if you want to get really adventurous, you can throw in some peppers, some, some little lime peppers, juice. lime juice, garlic, salt, mix it all up. And that is it. That's all we do for our tacos. Yeah. Super easy. I can make tacos in 20 minutes. Yes. So that's, that's a staple. Um, we love to grill, mm-hmm. you know, so any t- I always try to have meat in the freezer that I can pull out that morning and throw in the crock pot or throw on the grill. Crock pot is a great thing too. I mean, just like there are so many easy things. And so I guess my point is if you need help with this, find someone who's done it for a while who is willing to help you and spend a day. Say, I'll buy all the ingredients. Mm -hmm. Would you teach me Mm -hmm. five simple meals to make and start there? And, um, you know, like chili is great for big groups of people because you can make a whole bunch of it for really cheap. Right. Um, especially if you add lots of beans and not very much meat. <laughs> so there's And just, our brother Isaac won't come that day. He won't come, no. <laughs> so there's just, there's a lot of good tricks for how you can host with um, being on a budget and yeah. 
and host well and think about people and, and their needs and show them love through food because everyone likes food. Absolutely. It's, I think the easiest way to show love is over a meal. Yeah. Letting people just dine with you. Yeah. And it's okay. You can just serve them ice water. It doesn't have to be fancy. You know, it's, you don't have to have. You know, I used to think you did. Yeah. I used to think you had to have like. Three drink options. Yeah. Nope. Just ice water it is. I mean, we grew up on ice water every single dinner. Absolutely. I, I felt for you like anyway. my mind was blown when I was about 12 and realized that some people drank milk at dinner. <laughs> I was like, Ew. what? Why Gross. would you drink milk at dinner? <laughs> but yeah, I think just keeping it simple. Um, so yeah, I've heard, um, you know, lots of people talk about how they don't open their homes because they don't think their home is nice enough. Mm. Or they're intimidated that, you know, well, once I get my house decorated the way I want it decorated, mm-hmm. then I'll host. Mm-hmm. I think that goes back to some things we've talked about in previous mm-hmm. episodes about yeah. that trying to please man. Yeah. And, you know, trying to hit that level Pride. of materialism mm-hmm. that we think is necessary to be seen as successful. Yeah. Um, and this is a story I want to share sometime, Heather, but... So five and a half years ago when our firstborn was born, mm-hmm. he almost died. Mm-hmm. We almost lost him. And I, I feel like I could point to the calendar to the day that I felt this big shift in my spirit mm. of realizing that nothing matters mm. material-wise, what people think of me, how people view me, yeah. if people like me or dislike me. Really, yeah. all that matters are our people. Yeah. And yes, our relationship with Jesus, but that is that also comes out of our relationship with our people. Yeah. Um, and so I do feel like at that point in my life, I really tried to kind of step back and go, you know, I just want to, I just want to strive to love people. Mm-hmm. I don't want them. I'm not going to worry about what people think of me. If I can open my home and share a cup of coffee with a woman and let her toddler play with my little guys, and maybe we have a cookie or two, great. Mm-hmm. If I get to invite a whole family in mm-hmm. and make a pot of chili. Awesome. That's yeah. what we're going to do. And the thing is, Heather, getting to open my home to people fills me up. Yeah. Yes, it's work. Yeah. But it fills me up. Yeah. And it, um, it's, it's fun. It's yeah. fun. You have good yeah. laughs and um, it's a really, really good time. You know, I can remember when, so I have two kids three years apart. And I can remember when my oldest was three and my baby was a newborn. Mm-hmm. And you're in that season of just like you're not sleeping very much my kids were both born in December, so it was cold, so we mm-hmm. stayed in a lot. And my husband had gone back to work, and kind of everybody was like back to their lives after the baby was born, mm-hmm. and I was home with my my littles. Mm-hmm. And I was so tired. Um, my second baby didn't, um, she had some complications the first eight weeks of her life, and so she didn't sleep at all, and mm-hmm. so I wasn't sleeping, and it was, it was kind of rough. And I remember a friend invited me over to her house, and we sat on her basement floor, mm. her, she and her husband and myself. She gave me a hot cup of coffee. Yep. She held my baby. Mm-hmm. And we sat there and laughed and talked about nothing. Like just nothing. And it here's was, seven years later. You I remember, remember it. it. And yeah. I can remember the feeling of like, oh, I needed this so much. Yeah. I needed to just sit on someone's carpet with a hot cup of coffee and just talk. Yes. And just be. Yeah. And that, that sometimes that's all it takes. Yep. 
is just taking that step to say, okay, I see you. I'm going to try and fill this need that I see in you right now, or I'm going to show you that I love you yeah. and notice you. Yeah. And, um, that if we can start doing that and we, that's discipleship. Yes. That's caring for people. Yep. That's showing the love of Jesus. We're going to keep saying that, but it really is like that is showing the love of Jesus to people Right, is noticing, taking time for them. When someone takes time for you, mm-hmm. doesn't that make you feel valued? And so when much. your husband does so much, so stops to think about your needs yep. and put effort into you. You're all of a sudden you're like, Oh, Oh, he noticed me. Yes. Oh, he, he values me. Yeah. Same with our friends. Mm-hmm. It's same with our neighbors. Yeah. Um, so I think sometimes we do need to have some, some idea of etiquette. Yeah. Right. Hosting yeah. etiquette. Cause okay. I'll be honest. There have been some people's homes that I've been in that I felt unwelcome. Yeah. I felt not noticed. I felt uncomfortable. Right. Like I didn't know where to put my stuff. I didn't know where to get a drink. You know, those, those times where, you're just like, I, I don't, I don't know where to sit. Why am I here? I don't know what to do. And so we want to avoid those kinds of situations if we're hosting. Yes. Right. Yeah. So I just always think when someone's coming into your home and we mentioned this earlier, think about them ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Are they bringing children? Right. You know, are their children going to need to have toys out to Mm -hmm. play with? If you have, they have babies, you know, baby toys, like think ahead. Yeah. Um, do they have dietary needs? I know these sound really simple and kind of common, but you'd be surprised how many people don't think about it ahead of time. Um, and then when they come in the door, just notice them, you know, notice their kids, talk to their kids, ask them if you can get them a drink, take their coats. Yeah. Spend your time as a host or hostess trying to fill the needs of the people that are in your home. Yeah. And that will speak volumes. Yeah. That shows way more love and uh, way more of Jesus than if you were to sit down and beat them over the head with your Bible. Absolutely. So I thought, um, you know, I don't agree with everything that Emily Post says, but (laughs) she does have some good tips. And so I thought I would read these six ways to be a good host. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So the first one is invite clearly. Okay. You know, Set the expectation. Yeah. Like, where are we supposed to meet? Is there a dress code? You know, mm-hmm. if it's a party, w- what time? And then this is another thing that I would I would say is something that we have learned. Mm-hmm. And I'll talk about this on how to be a good guest too. Okay. But set an expectation for a time frame. Yes. Um, if you don't want your guest to stay past 9 p.m., say that up front. Yep. You know, we're going to have to... We'll wrap into up by this, nine. Into this party at nine. Yeah. Our kids need to go to bed. We get up early, whatever. You don't even have to give a reason. Right. Just set that expectation mm-hmm. up ahead of time. That's good. Then when you do have to say it, if they're not leaving, it's easier because you've already said, you know, hey, I just want to remind you that we do, we do have to wrap this up by nine. Yeah. Um, plan well. We talked about that a little bit. You know, have everything ready to go. Right. Have your meal ready as much as you can. Because when your guests come in... Obviously, there's last minute things that you have to be doing, but it, they feel so much more valued if you're ready. Right. If you're prepared. Right. I mean, how many times have you been somewhere and like, you know, f- the meal is an hour later. Super awkward. And your kids are starving and you're starving and you're like, ah, uh, we're melting down. Help. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So be prepared. Plan and, well. And to add to that, Heather, I think for some people, uh, it, it comes with the communicate clearly. Yeah. Be prepared. Yeah. If, if you're asking your guests to bring a dish. Yeah specify right i'll be honest one of the things that i struggle with Mm -hmm. when i have been invited is hey what can i bring to to help contribute to the Mm -hmm. meal and so often it's like oh i don't know whatever you want yeah 
to me, that doesn't seem helpful. Right. Because I'm not, yeah. Mm -hmm. Tell them if you, hey, why don't you bring a hot dish? Would you like to bring some mashed potatoes? Or would you bring a salad? Right. You know, would you bring a a side of fruit? Just be clear. Mm -hmm. um, Because people do love to pitch in, but they need some direction sometimes. Right. Right. That's good. Number three, be welcoming and attentive. We talked about that already. Uh, already a little bit. Number four, be flex- flexible and gracious. Mm. Um, I think, oh, that's so important. So huge. You know, I remember um, one particular time that we had some guests over and as they were getting out of the car, their daughter slammed her hand in the door. Oh yeah. And they ended up, and it was, she was hurt, but not hurt enough to like go to the emergency room. Sure. But I just remember, you know, we all had to sort of shift mm-hmm. the plans mm-hmm. for that particular day because her, their daughter was really upset and she was really hurt. And so sure. our attention all of a sudden went to caring for her, making sure she was, you know, and I'm sure almost anyone would do that, but sometimes you do have to be flexible. You do have to be yeah. gracious with whatever comes through your door, right? <laughs> Whether someone's having a great day or a bad day, be gracious. Absolutely. And then I love this one. Oh my goodness. I could like stand on a platform and <laughs> shout this one down. Please do. That'd be fun. Um, be the leader and the spark. Ooh, the spark. Okay. That's so good. Isn't that so good? Now that doesn't mean like the center of attention. Right. That means right. help keep things lively and yeah. energetic and a place that people want to be yes. and engaging. And yeah. I love what this says. It's your job to run the show and let your guests know when it's time for different t- different events. Circulate among your guests, introduce newcomers, and stay with each group long enough to get a conversation going. That's so good. Be a conversation starter. Isn't That's that so great? Good. Heather, you're so good at that. You are so good at that. I just love that so much because I think it's so important. And I, and I want to piggyback on that for just a moment because I remember mom teaching us something when we were really, really young. And she said, are you the kind of person that comes into a room and says, here I am? Yeah. Or are you the kind of person that comes into a room and says, there you are? Noticing others. And as a host, you need to be the person that goes into your room, Mm -hmm. into your party, into your home and says, there you are. Yeah. And when you say there you are, you're noticing someone Mm -hmm. and you're recognizing that they have a story, that they have something to say, that they have needs. Yeah. So be the there you are person. And then number five, um, be appreciative. Thank people for coming as you bid them goodbye. Goodbye. And don't forget to thank anyone who brought you a gift. So good. Isn't that good? Those are yeah, such good practical things. I'm curious about the how to be a great guest then. Okay. Because those were some great points. I know. So there's six of those. Um, Tell your host whether you're attending. Heather. Yes. Amen. Right? I feel like there's so many times I will put an invite out there. People are slow to respond. And you kind of wonder like, are you just dragging your feet because you're waiting to see if there's another offer? A better offer? Yes. Or are you just bad with your calendar yes. and you can't figure out if you have a conflict? I know. And it says, and do it immediately. <laughs> so good. Tell them immediately. Yeah. That's so good, isn't it? If you're waiting for something better to come along, it says, make make it seem, don't make it seem as if you're waiting for something better to come along, which I think is so true. I think yeah. we, we yeah. have a lot of problems with that in our culture these days. Yes. Um, be on time. Okay, this is another one I could just, whoa. <laughs> Heather's going to preach. Actually, I, I agree. This you is... could take this one because I might, the roof might blow off. No, I just, I feel like this is so important. And I, I know my husband's going to be amening this podcast here 
like as as I speak. But be on time. I think what it does, Heather, is it shows people value. Yes. So specifically as a host, if you are preparing a meal for people, mm-hmm. you're timing your meal based upon the time you've asked them to arrive. Yes. So you might have hot food coming out of the oven. Um, there was There's a sweet deer in our life who for many years, every time they were coming to our home, they would be an hour late hmm. to the point where... I started knowing if we invited them to come at 5.30, they'll be walking through at 6.30. So I would just start planning on having my meal at 6.30. Mm-hmm. But what that did is it spoke disrespect yeah. to... De- devalued you. Devalued my preparation. Right. Um, because when you're late, you're saying my time is more, is more important. important than yours. Yes. And I, I know some people don't see it this way. Yeah. Some people just say, I just, that's the way I am. But... I'm just going to be really straight with you and say it's downright rude. It's so disrespectful. It is very rude. And it devalues the person that has invited you over. Absolutely. And everyone has a reason that they could be late. Right. We all have reasons. Yes. Work, kids, babies, Mm -hmm. you name it. Mm -hmm. Phone calls. Um, So it is a discipline. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's something that all of us Mm -hmm. can a simple thing that we can show value to other people by being on time. And typically, if you're someone that runs late, it's habitual. Yes. Um, And habits can be changed. Um, And so I think start making those adjustments in your daily life that need to be made, whether it's getting up a bit early, not packing your schedule with too many um, commitments, you know, learning to scale back. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the reality is, I actually remember giving a little bit of a pep rally to a church staff one time mm-hmm. and I was giving them some tips on, and I was talking about not being late and we were talking through the whole concept of, you know, if you're five minutes early, you're on time. Mm-hmm. If you're on time, you're late. Mm-hmm. If you're five minutes late, you're just disrespectful. Yeah. Um, and I, I just remember th- like their deer in the headlight look because it's so common to be late. Yeah. And, um, I remember sharing with them like, hey guys, when you, if you're late to a meeting and you walk in, people don't really care to hear your list of excuses. Mm-hmm. I mean, save for you being in the hospital, mm-hmm. fighting for your yeah. life. Car accident or you know, something you can't help. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, just like figure it out. Be on time. Yeah. Be respectful. Yeah, that's so good. And so. to follow up that, something that I mentioned earlier on how to be a good host is if you are the guest, be conscious of the time that you leave. Yes. Um, this is something that we really struggled with in our, uh, several years ago, many years ago, we were having, when our kids were babies mm-hmm. and we were having a lot of young people into our home Yeah, and they would stay so late. I mean, I'm talking like midnight, one o'clock yeah. and my babies would wake up at 5 a.m. Right. And so I would be exhausted and I wasn't pulled enough mm. in that season. I hadn't learned to set that expectation yet of saying like, we're done at nine. Right. Um, and I wasn't bold enough to ask them to leave at a certain right. time. I am now. Yeah. <laughs> I've learned that. That's what wisdom and age will do to you. But, um, I was so tired and no one ever wrecked. And it, it wasn't even always just young people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it would be people whose kids were gone for the night or, right. you know, who had, hadn't gotten out in the house of, for a long time. And they yeah. were like, yes, freedom. And I, it would ruin me for days because sure. I would be so tired. And so as the guest, be respectful of whoever's hosting you. Yeah. Knowing that you might not have to get up for work early or you might not value your sleep, but they might. Well, and Heather, I think to that point, if you're a guest and your host has made those 
very clear expectations of it ending up and wrapping up. And then those subtle cues of like, hey guys, as we wrap up and they're starting to, you know, get things Mm -hmm. towards the door, don't be the guest that takes 45 minutes to leave. (laughs) Don't do it. Mm -hmm. It, It's rude. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I, I think even in our own home, a lot of times as we're wrapping up, we're trying to then get our children off to bed mm-hmm. and 45 minutes to them might not be a big deal mm-hmm. to us. It is mm-hmm. because it's pushing bedtime routine out. Mm-hmm. It's then taking our time as a couple away from each other. Yeah. It's, you know, prolonging cleanup, right? It's just pushing everything back. Yeah. So I think to be that person, you know, not to be like, okay, we're out and then split. Right. But be prompt, yeah. you know, be thoughtful and consider people around you I think, and consider people's seasons too. Yeah. Even if you haven't been in that particular season, consider what it might be like to be in that sure. season because seasons come and they change very, very quickly. Yeah. So there will come a season again where, you know, your kids are up later than you and you, you and your friends are ready to be in bed at, right. you know, when we are all old and <laughs> want to go to bed at nine o'clock. But, um, yeah, just, I think being respectful. And then the very last one that she has about how to be a good guest. Oh, a few more. Um, be a willing participant. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's so good. Yep. Yep. Offer to help where you can. This is another one. Be a servant. Yeah. Jesus came to serve. Not he came to, yeah. to serve and he's the he is the he's the example example for all of us and yeah. so follow his example yeah. and serve wherever you are mm-hmm. if you're in your home if you're in someone else's home yeah help wherever you can um don't overindulge mm. that's a good one yeah we could probably all learn from that one. Oh, and then it says thank your host twice Hmm. Always thank your host enthusiastically when you say your goodbyes. A second thank you, this is so good, by phone the day after the party is also a gracious gesture or a written note. Do you think a text works or do you think I, that Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. I when, think in this culture. I think so, This yeah. day and age, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just as happy with a text as a handwritten note. Yeah, me too. Um, But I also really appreciate it when the next day when someone says thank you, or even later that evening, thank you so much for inviting us. We had a lovely time. It makes me feel validated that that I did my job well and that they, you know, enjoyed themselves. I agree. Those are really good. I love those. I know. Thank you, Heather. Yeah, that's so good. Um, I am thinking of the first time, so Kip and I had just started dating. Okay. And the first time he took me to meet his dad. Okay. And his stepmom Susan. Yes. Susan Bolt. Oh my goodness gracious. This woman could hold conferences on how to be a good hostess. Oh, we should have asked her her tips. Okay. Well, maybe we'll have her on someday. Okay. But um, she would probably bring us like a gift basket and it would be full of all of our favorite things. And like five dips because she makes dips the that are best to die dips. for. But um, so I remember walking into her home and she knew I was coming and I was so blown away. So here's someone I like hosting. I have been hosted well. I've seen people yes. host well. I was blown away by her thoughtfulness mm-hmm. towards me. And I just remember thinking that she made me feel so special mm. to be in her home. Not because it was a big grand party or there was anything massive going on. It was just kept taking me over there to meet his dad and his stepmom. And we had a nice, lovely meal. And it was so interesting to me because she had gotten some tips from Kip about mm. some of my favorite things. Mm. She had a little tiny gift for me, a mm. candle that it was a scent that she had heard from Kip that I loved. Oh, she thought about you ahead of time. And he had found that on my staff profile. Oh. <laughs> she had made a dessert that I had also mentioned on my staff profile that was something I liked. Oh. So these little things she yeah. did to host me well. Yeah. And here now, 14 years later, I remember my first experience with her mm. 
because she hosted me so well. Mm -hmm. She hugged me tight. She engaged with me. She asked me questions about my Mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. And yes, you know, she's Kip's stepmom. So she was curious about the woman he was dating. Right. But I have seen her do that with every person that has walked in her door for the last 14 years. And I can can attest to that because I've visited her her home as well. And she thinks of all the details. Like she just, she goes out of her way to think about how is my guest going to feel loved and welcomed and wanted? Absolutely. And I said to her recently, I said, Susan, you are the most gracious, loving, fun hostess. Because I said, you you have so much, you're so prepared. You have so much energy and joy during the event. I don't ever feel like I don't think she wants me here yes. ever. Yeah. I always feel valued in her home. Um, and I said, what, like, what are your tips? And she said, Heidi, you know what? I said, she said, I learned from the best Southern hostess I've ever met in my life. Mm. She said, she's my mother-in-law, Glenda, mm. who is Kip's grandma. Yeah. Hannah. And, um, she said, I just will never forget the way she made me feel in her home. She goes, and I wanted to emulate that. Mm. And so she learned by example and she implemented what she learned and now here I am bragging about her. Yeah, um, and learning from her. And learning from her. I yeah. love it. I love it so much. I Let's do that. Like let's, you know, if you're listening, jump out and do it. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. Invite someone over. Invite yeah. someone to your home. Yeah. It is one of the easiest ways to be Jesus to people. Yes. And it really is the gospel. Yes. Like it's the gospel in action yeah. is bringing people into your home setting your table, mm-hmm. the, you know, the great equalizer of the table yeah. and having conversations with people and noticing them and doing it well. So, yeah, so good. Heather, and I think too, back when we first got married, when Kip and I first got married, we bought this tiny house. We lovingly called it our gingerbread house. It was like a postage stamp. It was stamp. so tiny. It was. It was less than 700 square yeah, feet. Yeah, it was tiny. But one of my favorite things to do was to host people around my tiny, mm-hmm. tiny little round table. We would just pack like four yep. chairs around yep. it. We'd all barely fit. And we would barely fit. Yeah. Someone would have to sit on the couch if necessary. Yeah. And we'd stand around the counters. But, you know, those are some of my greatest fun mm-hmm. memories of early marriage and yeah. having people in my home and getting to learn how to host in my own home. That's and so good. And um, I would also say, like, branch out. Don't just host the people. Yes, invite your friends, your best friends. Like, that. those are awesome memories that yeah. you'll have forever. But branch out and invite somebody that might intimidate you a little bit Mm -hmm. or branch out and invite someone that you don't know that well because you never know what great friends or what mentors or what Mm. awesome memories can be made when Mm -hmm. you step out and you say okay I'm not I'm going to stop being being intimidated by these people and instead bring them to my table so good I love that and if if they're real genuine people no one cares no. no one cares if your house isn't perfectly clean. Yeah. No one really cares what you serve. Like, hey, if I don't have to cook dinner, that's a win right there. No you could kidding. serve me cold pizza and I P-B-J. would be okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so good. So good. I love it. Okay, so I think you listeners, ask yourself, when is the last time I invited someone into my home? Hmm. And good. think it through. Think about how it went. Mm-hmm. Think about maybe things you could approve upon. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have fun? If you didn't, what are things you could change mm-hmm. to help the next time go better? Right. If you can't remember the last time you hosted someone in your home, mm-hmm. it's probably time to do that. To do that. Yep. And you know what? It might be your neighbor next door. You might find mm-hmm. someone right next door that needs to just be reminded that they're valued. Yep. Um, and they might have a story that you need to hear. You may be living next door to them and not even know 
all that God has put within their life right. that they could share with you. Right. So yeah. what a blessing. Hosting and restaurants can be. are great. Yeah. But homes are better. Yeah. Homes are so good because I think homes, we said it earlier, homes allow people to see more of the inner workings of your life. Yeah. And I just, I love that. Yeah. I love being able to see how people function in their homes and it, it helps me get to know them better and for them to get to know us better. I agree. Good advice. That's fun. That's a fun one. Yeah. I love this chat. Yeah. And it doesn't just have to be women either. Men can host well too. Uh, my husband rocks. He does. At hosting. He does. He loves, he enjoys hosting. Yeah. In fact, when he was in um, high school and college, the the hosting almost always fell to him because mm-hmm. he was good at it. Yeah. And I asked him one night, I said, how come you always ended up hosting? And um, one, it was because his parents were okay with his friends being in their home. Mm-hmm. They wanted his friends in their home. Yep. And I'm like, yes, aim into that. Yes. I want to be the mom Bring who the kids. all the kids come to my house. Right. You know, um, so like I'm already thinking, mm-hmm. what are the things that we're going to need mm-hmm. in our home in order to draw them in? Yep. And I think the only thing you need is like just some homemade cookies. Some food. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> some homemade cookies. Um but he, so he hosts well and he enjoys it. And I think that's a, that's good for me because he knows my heart is hosting. And so he lets me do that. Um, yeah. and it, it's fun. It's fun to get to do it together. So yeah, men, you're great hosts too. Yep. That's awesome. Well, thanks so much for listening. This was a fun one. Good chat. Uh, some practical advice that hopefully someone can take something from. Yeah. And we are so excited next week. We have such a special guest on it is uh, maybe my favorite that we've ever that we've ever recorded we've actually already recorded yes the episode but yeah. we're not airing it until next week but you do not want to miss it it is going to be phenomenal yeah. so thank you for listening go over to itunes hit subscribe that way you will never miss an episode of the h&h hour yeah. and if you would leave us some feedback a comment and give us five stars we'd love five stars five stars are great yeah five stars would be <laughs> awesome um and we're gonna start reading some of your comments yeah. so it's a little bit hard to find on itunes heidi mm-hmm. to find out how to um, leave a comment but a dear listener and a dear friend of ours dana she Texas the other day and she said girls I couldn't figure out how to do it so I googled it I love it (laughs) and she did and she left a comment and it was so awesome and it just allows us to know that people are listening and that it's making a difference and so please do it do it we're gonna keep asking you until a bunch of you do it but please do it and thank you for listening and we love you all and leave us comments on Instagram yeah at the H&H hour for anything we can be praying for you about any or your topics. fun hosting tips. Yes, hosting tips. Yeah. Recipes. Oh, Heather, one really fast, fun hosting tip. Yes. A super simple way to dress up your water. Slice up yeah. some lemons. Yes. Throw it in your water or switch it up. Slice up some oranges. Yeah. Throw those in your or water. cucumbers. Cucumbers, mint, yeah. all of those things thrown in your water. Make it so fun and festive. All of a sudden you look really amazing. So fancy. Yeah. And it's just water. It's just water. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We're so glad that you did. We'll see you next time.